Previously, on Quest Friends Hereafter. Protect the rutabaga or the world ends. I have been accused of murder. Provided my poor enfeebled sister did somehow kill a man, then I will prove it. Hilda, you you need to win the tournament for me. In Oset Scuba's court of law, proof of evidence lands on the defendant. We escaped from the tower by fighting uh, the hostage takers and also Maybelline. Both Maybelline and Eddie want the blank Booker page. I found a high clue. And do you have the envelope that came in? Not, not on me, but I can go get it. Is, is he really just a mass of Necromon eels? The card is signed by Lucas Bang. the next morning, the day of the Intermortal Necromon Championship Finals. And as we look at the arena, the crowd looks the same. They're cheering, they're booing, they're really riled up. But on the field, where previously there was a court and a couple of tall towers for fighting, there's just a giant jumbotron. And this jumbotron peers in to a very different kind of court. All four of you are currently standing outside of the courtroom at the Bureau of Intermortal Enforcement. Irene is there with you. She is there in the flesh, not as a phantom this time, although she does have her hands tightly handcuffed together. Irene is pissed. Hilda, what are you doing here? Irene, I I need to talk to you about something. Uh, Okay, but hurry up so then you can leave and go fight in my stead. I I can't leave and go fight in your stead. What do you mean you can't? Uh, you can, and you're my rival. That's what you do. Well, one, we never actually got our, our duel because you were arrested <laughs> and illegally the <laughs> tournament was interrupted. So we don't even Hence, know if I should go on to the final round. But help. even if you did, I was going to like protest not do the final round, even if I won. What? Oset Scuba is a huge jerk and his <laughs> tournament doesn't deserve our respect. And also because I don't know if dueling is what I want, you know? Of course it is what you want. <laughs> Duh. I still like the duels I had with you, but I don't I don't think this is what I want to do and focus on as my thing, you know? I know everybody's got to have a thing, but I don't I don't know if dueling is my thing. So I wanted to tell you honestly instead of just ignoring it or saying, well, technically the match isn't happening right now because Oset Scoop is busy too, and he wouldn't fight me anyway. Thank you for acknowledging that this is part of your, part of, this is the part of your arc where you lose faith in yourself (laughs) and your vision of your future. I appreciate your sharing with me. I look forward to when you rejoin the dueling circuit. But I am still not thrilled that you are here. It's like Spider-Man 2. We're just in the middle of Spider-Man 2. That's what's <laughs> going on. 
Hilda's just going to place her hands on Irene's shoulders and say, I'll still duel with you whenever you want, and Booker still means the world to me, but I'm not a duelist like you. That's something I can never hope to replicate. Anyway, let's go. Wow, that uh, was a nice car over there. <laughs> Out the window, she says, not acknowledging. <laughs> um, Sparky thinking that when Irene is like, that's a nice car, that Irene's going to start walking over there to admire the car, to physically distance herself from this conversation reaches out, gently grabs Irene's arm and pulls her back and says, even though Irene isn't actually going anywhere, she just pulls her back anyway. And is like, hold up, hold up. Before you go out there and not to jail, there is something I should tell everyone. Do you remember the lake, the underground one? Unfortunately, yes. The big under, yeah, there, that's the one, the unfortunate one. <laughs> yes, the one that you came from, as a matter of fact. Irene's just looking there very confused. <laughs> Irene has got her arms very, very tightly crossed and her shoulders are like scrunched way up. <laughs> she's just, she's, she's, she is upset. She is upset. But Booker is very interested. Do you think it's really the time to talk about whatever that is, Sparky? I don't know, actually. You know, you tell me when I was in the lake, you, 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 you pulled me out of the water or something, didn't you? Uh, maybe. I mean, this is gonna shrug. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird too. But anyway, the weirder thing is that before before you did that, I had like a I had like a look. I'm not proud of the words I'm about to say, but I had a vision. I, I mean, I remember you were talking something about a vegetable or something, some carrots or something that you had forgotten. <laughs> Rutabagas. Uh, wow, that yeah. Rutabagas. Yeah, and, and I was like, once again, like, I'm thinking now, I was like, is this really the time to talk about such an unrelated topic? <laughs> Did you know that Sammy Esther, the victim in this case, bought just so many rutabagas for uh, Oset Scuba? And you'd think, why does that matter, Sparky? But it matters because in my vision, you see... Look up here, you know, protect the rutabaga or the world ends. Protect the rutabaga or the world ends. What does it mean? I've been asking myself that for months and it was a vision in a weird underground lake. I don't know what it means, but Sammy Esther bought rutabagas for Oset Scuba. So much so, so much so that in these documents, and she takes out the papers that she had where she found out how many rutabagas, because it was written down, wasn't it? Like Sammy was a rutabaga boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, she takes those out. Oset specifically called him the rutabaga boy after trying so many other variations. Yeah, she takes them out and shakes them, and she's like, so much so that Sammy Esther was known to Oset Scuba as the rutabaga boy. Is that what you were doing with those papers? I thought you were trying to make me not go to jail for murder. Well, that that too, that's on this page. It's double-sided. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, it, it's, it's, cannot be a coincidence that rutabagas, they can't be a coincidence. Rakub. They just can't. They just, they just Rakub. can't. Thank you, Booker. Yes. You're on, you're on, we're on the same page, right? <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, it's Um, You see, it has something to do with everything. Kike is just going to, like, look through the papers that Sparky has, kind of, like, read them and being like, uh, I mean, I guess that is kind of strange and interesting, but this Rutabaga boy is the victim that we ended up finding, uh -huh. in theory, mm -hmm. so, like... 
the world is still around for now. So what's <laughs> up with that? Did your vision set a, a, a set up a timer like, or the world ends twenty four point two hours after the Rutabaga is lost? No, it did not, which I suppose is a blessing. So perhaps that was optimistic. It was just saying, "Oh, you don't have to worry about the world ending until after this point." I I believe you, boss. I had a weird dream down in the lake too, and that's how I found Booker. Rakub. But how do we even stop the world from ending? Like, is Oset Scuba going to just blow up the world because he's so mad? I I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess knowing how the world would end and by whom would kind of be useful for your vision, Sparky. I feel like we are kind of missing clues here. I'm not the one who gave myself the vision. <laughs> Talk to the vision giver. I don't I don't know. Do you know anything about this, Booker? Rekub, he says, because that is the only thing that he is able to say. <laughs> Necromon can communicate things. They can gesture. If Pikachu knew something about a vision, Pikachu would try to tell us. Yeah. Does he know anything about this, Kyle? The only thing Booker remembers besides everything after meeting Hilda is... The one page? Is the one page. Damn it. If only we had another page. Oh, oh, oh. Sparky opens up her Smackbook Pro case and is digging through all these other papers that she has, double-sided, and then she'll pull out the second blank page, which I have not presented to people yet. Booker launches himself straight into Sparky's stomach and scrabbles up. Oh god, oh god, okay, okay. How you're, long you're, do you even have that? You can take it, you can, I don't remember. Rickle, Rickle! <laughs> Rickle! Yeah, you can take it, you can take it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Booker has had two blank pages, right? The first one, Oset gave Lucas, and that was the first one. This one was the one that Eddie and Maybelline were trying to get, and Eddie claimed that his benefactor wanted. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just like last time, he eats it, nom nom nom, a fire goes off right outside the courtroom. <laughs> I'm just picturing it as the Mariadon Karayadon <laughs> pulse when they eat sandwich. A sand yes. Wow. Pokemon stole our idea. Pokemon. God, come on. They're always doing that. Come on, Game Freak. How dare <laughs> you take a concept from us? We would never do that for you. Booker ignites with blue energy, and specifically his flaming blue eye gets a lot bigger and a lot fiercer, and inside of it, a silhouette appears. And it's a bit hard to tell silhouettes, but when you've only seen one silhouette in a flaming eye, it's pretty easy to tell if you're seeing the same one again. You see the silhouette of a tall man, a silhouette of Mateo, and he is pacing back and forth. There's a spring to his step. There was always a spring to his step, but this one has a bit more anxious energy, the kind that you know would happen when either A, he was really on the verge of something great, or B, he fucked up. And the two of those were pretty often intertwined. <laughs> and I assume Kike is also able to see. Yeah, everyone can see and hear this this vision that's happening. Well, uh, friend, we we sure stepped in it this time, didn't we? <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> uh, he turns when you say that, and he says, I desperately hope that whoever is watching this can hear me. Uh, this is 
Unfortunately, this is the only way I can get this message out. Rekul? Yes, yes, yes. I've considered telling Aurelio, but... Well, tell me! Why didn't you tell me things? <laughs> Literally, that's what... That's your thing! It's knowing things! You can tell me things, too! It's not just a one way! <laughs> this is gonna be, like, screaming as the message keeps playing. <laughs> because Sparky wanted to hear, she was like, shut up! Like pushing him. You shut up, Sparky! This could be important! There are. They have insight everywhere. But, my my dear, my companion, my friend, I believe you you can relay this message. If not to Aurelio, then to someone who may help. I know. If you're watching this, if my good friend here, my companion has has found you, then I unfortunately have dire news. She is already here. Now I have outlined the rest of these pages with more information. Not only about her, but about about the other six. Each of them will tell you exactly what you need to do and exactly what you need to be aware of. But you need to be aware of her above all else. If she is here, no one can be trusted. No one except yourself. Trust your gut. And if you can't do that, then trust no one. And the flame goes back in. You don't have a gut anymore, Kike. What are you going to do? <laughs> Kike is completely ignoring that and still kind of like screaming at the at the now gone video. Just like, ah, you have to be so cryptic. You know, all of these could potentially have been avoided if you have included any of this information. I know there's a delay on our potential communication sources, but come on. I have like the most privileged... Mm. Recoob! Recoob! Yes, why does she have to be so cryptic all the time? <laughs> Just pacing around like... Booker kicks your shoe with his little leg. Like, don't yell at Mateo. <laughs> Recoob! Admittedly, it would have been nice if he had put a little bit more in this page instead of the others. Recoob! I guess we have to find more pages... Probably at least six, based on the way he was talking about those. I, I, I have to write more things now. Just, you know, for a person that loves information so much, what would it kill him to not deliver it in such a piecemeal information? Wouldn't that starve you, Mateo? Why? Why? I mean... I... You know what you sound like, Kike? What? A frustrated investigative reporter. <laughs> that is absolutely not what I sound like. You That's, I don't know. Do I could probably get witnesses the to concept. swear to that. We're in a courthouse. I think they'd probably... I think technically we're still outside the courthouse right okay, now. Okay, well, we're in the vicinity of a courthouse. This is great, <laughs> but did you prepare for my case at all? Or was it all about the Rotabaga boy and a weird vision quest you had in a cave? Sparky looks at Irene for a second and then says... Kids, why don't you go on into the courtroom first? Um. Bye, Hilda. <laughs> okay. Hilda will go with Booker. Irene's going too, right? You're both gone. <laughs> yeah, we could say she left, but she did not include herself in kids leave. Right. By the way, as they leave, I just want to note that Irene is immediately accosted by a very tired and very sweaty Earl who has just like a bunch of papers and he's like, I got all your book reports and I got all the good things the teacher said about you. And like, uh, we're going to show them that you're a good kid who wouldn't do anything like this. Earl! 
The good noodle stars. So yeah, you have uh, all of Irene's projects for the past, like, since she went to school, including preschool. And it's in a fucking court record. Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay, anyways, Hallie, you wanted to do something. Sparky will start putting away all the documents she's been wildly gesturing with back in her bag in like a semi-organized form. It's not really organized, but it's more than she normally does. And then she'll clear her throat. Kike. <clears throat> um, Kike has basically didn't, didn't notice that <laughs> the kids are gone and stuff. But he has still been just like pacing over this information at Sparky saying that he's going to be like, what? Wait, where did the kids go? <laughs> <laughs> I set them in ahead of time. I needed to, um, well, I needed to ask you questions, but not the kind that you hate. Well, that would be a first, I think, but okay. Laid them down, partner. <laughs> Actually, that sounded awful. Lay it down, Sparky, just like. <laughs> um, how do you do it? How do I do what? Like, like it, this, this whole thing. I mean, with the exception of you pacing back and forth across the floor, whatever, whatever that was. How do you, um. Remain so composed. Well, um, it's really, it's you just have to gain the the confidence of a very assured detective and investigator. So the first thing is obviously reading up on some key mystery material, starting with Lay's uh, detective novels, <laughs> many of which have involved a trial, believe it or not. That's the second volume of the series. But anyways. Okay, well, I wish you would have told me that last night when I had time to read a trial book before well, you didn't this, but continue ask going. me, Sparky. Yes. People don't ask me things that are relevant. Okay. But... Regardless, you adopt that persona, so to speak. Just get into the detective mindset. And then usually in the books, things go according to plan. So it will go according to plan here as well. Okay, but what if, what if that plan involves bringing to light something you'd prefer a person you are perhaps close with hadn't done? Uh, well, I mean, believe it or not, Sparky, I am kind of in that same scenario for a different reason. I don't know what the person did, but apparently it was something world-ending and cryptic. And I guess for that, I don't actually have the answer. You saw me pacing around. I'm still figuring that out myself. So, um, you know, we could try and figure out together how to deal with that specific thing. I assume in this case, it is related to this particular case. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope Mayo is not related to this particular case, but you'll never know. Yeah, um, I, I know we have a lot of work to do, and, you know, frankly, I, I don't want to do it. But um, I know that I have no right to ask this because of how I've been over the years. Um, you could even say that this whole clone thing was my fault if you really wanted to go into specifics and dissect it piece by but, um, listen, I have always asked you questions because I admire you and I didn't like what I was writing about for whatever job I was working on between like real things like investigating Brutabegas. And I, uh, so I, I guess I am sorry because, uh, frankly, going into, um, this trial, uh, I don't know if I can do it alone. 
PK is going to approach Sparky and give her a hug. Not like a, I mean, you know. It's like an awkward hug between two people who like haven't ever hugged before. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the pat pat. There, there. Pat pat. Pat pat. <laughs> but like, it's gonna be like an earnest attempt because he also doesn't super do that. But he sees that Sparky is distressed and be like, you know, you don't have to go through this alone, Sparky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you feel that way. (laughs) And I haven't mentioned this before, but she's wearing kind of a long, heavy coat covering her, like, outfit. Is it? What what color is it, Hallie? The raincoat? Yeah. It's not Columbo color. I know you're leading into that. Is it beige like Columbo would (laughs) wear? No, it's black because I'm doing something fucking different. And I can't, (laughs) I can't put this image in our Zoom chat. So it'll have to go in our must read chat. Uh, she takes off the coat to reveal this exact outfit. Ah, it's a long purple coat and scarf that Martin Short wears in Only ah, Murders in the Building. Oh my god, Hallie! Oh my god! But it's like a feminine version of that. So imagine like a pencil skirt with like tights. And... Okay, then I have to. Then I, I have. I just have to. Then show <laughs> my outfit. Then just give me a second. <laughs> this colorful but professional. I'm going to kick your ass in court. Hilda wore like a blue polo today. (laughs) Irene wore jail clothes. (laughs) And this is what Kike's wearing. Kike has a coat from the other old man from Only Murders in the Building. This is a suit coat with a sweater vest, a collar, and a, uh, what kind of hat is that? It looks- it's like a, like a bowler hat. Yeah. Yeah. I am so happy that this is what is happening right now. <laughs> and so this unlikely duo- of investigators except one is a detective and one is a lawyer now for today for today i have my today lawyer certification (laughs) i'll walk into the courtroom so previously i had us use the paint the scene mechanic a mechanic from brindlewood bay as a way of emphasizing a scene i want to do it with the courtroom i want you to tell me what is one detail about this courtroom that showcases the Bureau of Intermortal Enforcement's unsettling bureaucracy? I'll start with mine. Uh, the stenographer is all hands. <laughs> all hands? All hands. <laughs> okay, I thought you said old hams, and I was like, what does this mean? We do have a ham man in the Explorers Wanted spinoff episode, and I consider all spinoffs canon. So ham men do in fact exist in this world. But no, all hands, whether or not they're ham, I'll leave up to the audience to decide. I, I want to go next okay. because I want to get my detail in. There are no windows in this building at any point. <laughs> Anything that could conceivably be a window isn't. No, uh, yes, absolutely. It would be distracting. Be distracting. Okay, I think I have one, but I need to ask, is there the equivalent of a constitution or like a bill of rights or whatever in the hereafter? Getting into the deep lore now. There is the equivalent of a constitution. Okay. There is not an equivalent of the Bill of Rights. Okay, well, because my thing was, (laughs) I'm watching Breaking Bad. There's this skinny lawyer, and in his office, he has the entire Declaration of Independence in his wall, in his office, and it's so tacky. And I want the court to have that in, like, the entire walls. Yeah, the judge's stand right behind it has what looks like a mix of, like, the Declaration and Constitution 
Canon, and also the Bible's Ten Commandments. <laughs> These are the doctrines of the powers that be, uh, and it's a list of rules and ideals. Some very specific, like how the Constitution was like, here's... I actually haven't read much of the Constitution. <laughs> but like, you know, how sometimes they dictate things like, here's how taxes work, to things like, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. It is just like anything in that realm, and it is adorning the wall, and it is as tacky as the viewer's imagination can make it. Yeah. All right, so we, we have our doctrine wall. It smells like rubbing alcohol. Oh, gross. Well, not gross, but weird. <laughs> weird to have that in there, not in a hospital where you should stay. It just, it, it feels like the <laughs> official gross, sterile, uncomfortable feeling. It has to be clean. All right, Hallie, what's the what's our last detail? I I I don't know. I was just gonna say like a water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just constantly bubbling as if it were running. No 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 no. I I like this. So uh, if it's right, if I set the scene, we are in the courtroom. We see no walls. <laughs> No, no, no windows. windows. We see a bunch of people sitting on the little like viewing platforms, and we do have a couple of cameras that are projecting to the jumbotron. Uh, we see our doctrine wall. <laughs> we have our stenographer using all their hands to do all the typing. Sparky, your nose—I don't know how well Kike can smell, but Sparky and Hilda, your noses twitch from behind the uh, defendant counsel platform as you look across the way at Elliot Hawthorne, who coolly turns to the water cooler that only the prosecution side has. What a Phoenix Wright thing to do. (laughs) Takes a drink from it, lifts it up to you, and then just takes a sip. Kyle, I will use an AP for this if I have to. I'd like to pull out a flask from my SmackBook Pro bag. Okay, yeah, you have a flask. You don't need to be I have a flask. I take a swig from it. It's water, but I put it in a flask as a power play. (laughs) He raises his eyebrow, shakes his head. Fucking good. I was going to do a similar thing, but I realized I don't think I have any AP, so I cannot. Oh, I didn't make Callie spin an AP because it made sense for her to have a flask there. Like that's... Oh, I just, I just want like a regular water bottle, like bought from outside, like a convenience store before coming in. Sparky flexing with a flask. Kike <laughs> flexing with a regular water bottle. Hilda forgot to get water before coming here. Elliot looks at you take a sip as well. And seems a little upset that you're trying to be involved and then just goes back to his paperwork. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't really actually get that thirsty, but I think that that could also be kind of a power <laughs> move to do, which is why I got this bottle. The water is just dribbling down your boat. It is. <laughs> through your eyes. He doesn't even need it. <laughs> and then uh, you can look over and you can see, we will actually, we'll have the defendant be next to you so that Irene can be involved. She's not quite next to you, but but close enough, so you see Irene sitting there, and behind her in the crowd, Sparky, you can see a very, very anxious Lucas Bang looking at you. At me. Oh, ouch. And you can feel the envelope in the other hand, because actually before everyone else got to the courtroom, 
or at least before you met up with everybody else, Lucas Bang gave you a glittery envelope, not addressed, and it just says to pickle with a bunch of glittering makeup on it, very swirly handwriting. And when he handed it to you, he said, um, um, you'll do the right thing, Sparky. I have faith in you. It would be awful to have your faith shaken, wouldn't it? He sweats more and walks in. The attendant that Hilda and Kike saw when they first entered Bite, the one with the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, like body that just rotates 120 degrees. Uh, She walks up. This one, uh, we're going to say doesn't have any ears, but she has her eyes in her mouth. And she says, please rise for the state versus Irene Hawthorne. Because of the extenuating circumstances, we have a new judge standing in for Judge Nosferatu. (laughs) Could everyone please stand up for Judge Oset Scuba? Oh, come on. And a very tired, very haggard Oset Scuba moves the gavel to the side and takes his wrist thing that he uses to take Necromon out and just slams it as the gavel. (laughs) And it's time for a trial. It's time for a trial, trial time, but announcement first. That's my trial time song. I usually sing to prep for these, but I I graciously cut them out. Not this time, though, because it's 2 a.m. and I'm too tired to care. Our main announcement is what you've been hearing the past couple of episodes. We still have the end of arc audience survey. This has a handful of questions to just get an idea of what's working about the show, what kind of things we want to change, what kind of things we want to double down on. And at the end, you have an opportunity to submit a question for our end of our Q&A that we're doing at the end of the month on February 28th at about 8 p.m. Central Time. So before then, if you could fill out our survey, you can find it linked in the description below. In the description below, you'll also find a link for this episode's promo, which is a... Wait a second. Is What's that alarm on my... If you enjoy audio drama and fiction podcasts, sign up for the Fiction Podcast Weekly. It's an email newsletter with the latest news, events, creative opportunities, job listings, behind-the-scenes production resources, podcast milestones, debuts, and finales. Plus, it's free. Sign up now at thepodcasthost.com slash fictionpodcastweekly. Fiction Podcast Weekly. It is one of the newsletters I am subscribed to. It has a lot of interesting things for folks who listen to audio fiction, produce audio fiction, or in many cases, do both. So if you're interested, you can find a link to the Fiction Podcast Weekly below, or you can go to thepodcasthost.com slash fiction podcast weekly in addition to all of that stuff we mentioned another crossover bonus episode this time the explorers wanted one which was called suddenly Hambath, which is about as self-explanatory as a premise like that can get in a title 
That's all I've got for you today, though. We've got one episode left in the Scuba Corps arc, The State vs. Irene Hawthorne, Part 4, which will be coming out on Monday, February 27th. I'll see you there. The way the trial is going to work is it's similar to the video game Ace Attorney. Essentially, what's going to happen is our players have to unravel the who, the what, and the how of this mystery. Was it why and how? Or the why and, and how? Sorry, the, the who, the why, and the how. Yes. Who did it? Why did they do it? And how did they do it? The what was a murder. <laughs> yes. Well, you have a card with Sammy in it. So murder. So it's like, it's not even, it's a staged murder. Who benefits from that? We're going to find out, gang. Essentially, what's going to happen is after making his opening remarks, which actually, Elliot, we're going to have this explanation while Elliot in universe is being like, I've been granted this wonderful uh, thing from the powers that be those who created the rules behind our universe and help keep us safe. As we all know, Sammy Esther was horribly struck down and driven to the afterworlds. We will decide if the culprit should be cast into Bites jail for the most dangerous and depraved. Tartarus. And he goes on and goes on and says, I will prove and yada, 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 whatever. While he's doing his opening remarks, you're learning about the mechanics. <laughs> the mechanics being that you have three things you can do during a trial. You can object, you can press, and you can call a witness. Essentially, if a witness makes a statement that you have evidence that disproves it, so either they just said something that doesn't match up, or you have something in your court record, your list of evidence, that contradicts them, you can go, OBJECTION! Or however you want to say it, and basically say, Bullshit, I've got this evidence here. If your evidence doesn't adequately disprove their testimony or point out a contradiction, you're not gonna lose health or anything. I am just going to make a hard move against you. That being said, if you keep making mistakes, Oset, the judge, will stop believing you. And you know, that might be him calling Irene guilty. That might also just be him not letting you get away with other stuff because he's mad at you. Or uh, maybe you've accidentally exposed something that Elliot can use. Essentially, we can lose this trial if we just completely fuck it up. <laughs> but yeah, if you completely fuck it up, Irene does go to Tartarus, the ghost jail. You can uh, press, essentially, if you want to ask someone for more information, you can just ask a witness. And then finally, once you've finished with a witness, if you feel like you have a reasonable means to call another witness, you can do so. So you can be like... You know what? We just talked about um, the Scuba Corps champion contract. Let's get, uh, I would say let's get Maybelline up here to discuss it more, but I mean, I she's, gonna be like, she's fled the country. So yeah. you'd like, let's talk to Lucas about it or Oset, I guess, if you want to call the judge as a witness. That's never been done in Phoenix Wright, to my knowledge. All right. Don't mind me. I'm just saving the game real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oset eventually just 
His head moves over a little bit out of exhaustion, emotional and physical, and he says, Well, I suppose we had better get started. Is the prosecution ready? And Elliot gets a big grin. The prosecution is ready, your honor. And he turns and he glares. A fierce glare that attempts to pierce each of your souls. Defense? Yeah, we didn't get an opening statement, but if we did, what it would have said was everything he said was a bunch of baloney. The defense is ready, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) I am making nothing but enemies today. That being said, if it pleases you, judge, nothing pleases me. Nothing except (laughs) justice. (laughs) Yes, judge. Well, if the judge will so, if your honor, and Osek kind of like scoffs at that, but in a way he kind of likes it. If it pleases your honor, I would like to call some of the uh, undertakers that were present at the scene of the crime. Hey, 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 Rod 12, you're taking up on my round 13. I think you're, you're too no. early. Hey, 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 hey. You're just seeing in the small witness stand, Ron 13 and Ron 12, these two undertakers, and just trying to cram their way in. State your name and profession, please. Oh, I'm Ron. I'm Ron too. Yeah, but we're, we're both Rods. Yeah, we're, we're Undertaker. Well, I'm I'm the 13th Ron, so I'm Ron 13. I, I'm I'm uh I'm the 11th Ron, so I'm Ron 12. You're the 12th. You're the 12th. Ron 12. You're 12. I'm 13. We're right after each other, right? Remember? I oh, yeah, I do remember. Well, yeah, we we trained all the time. We well, yeah, we trained all trained for what witnesses? Ah, <laughs> uh, well. And they kind of just motion to like their sunglasses and their khaki shorts and their belt badges and all of that stuff. Well, uh, we uh, don't mean to brag, but we train to be part of the. Yes, but what is the hashtag Ron Squad? <laughs> oh yeah, we're um, we're we're uh, Undertakers. Last thing between us and chaos. Chaos uh, not just being the afterworlds as you described, but uh, chaos being anything. Like murder? Exactly like murder. You should, uh, you should, uh, they should make you like a lawyer or something, man. You're so smart. Yeah. And they're actually pointing it to uh, you as the defense while being like, wow, this guy's so smart. Christ. And Elliot can't help but smile at the truth in The Undertaker's comments. <laughs> gonna kill him all right could you explain to me what happened the night of uh the unfortunate murder of sammy astor yeah yeah we'll uh, we'll give our testimony now and then his testimony appears music starts appearing yeah so uh you know ron 12 and i weren't there for that now we weren't there we were uh doing some other stuff uh you know just having a good time going uh did you know but there's this whole thing of food trucks downtown. Oh, man, we were investigating those, if you know what I mean. Anyways, uh, so uh, we arrived on the crime scene after a warrant was signed us and a, a bunch of a bunch of hot shadow overseers. Yeah, you know, they had the smiley one there. I liked him. He always makes me feel at home. Anyways, so uh, we arrived on the scene. We found a horrendous sight. Yeah, this uh, poor sap had been, uh, he had been stabbed in the heart, 
He had been splayed to all sides, and then there was just this deadly nightshade everywhere. It was quite the conundrum. Yeah, it absolutely was, but then we saw deadly nightshades someplace else, and that one came from this little skeleton thing called a boidle rat. Uh, so, some witnesses at the crime scene saw that. Got attacked by it, actually. Ravenous thing. Yeah, so, uh, my guess would be that, uh, this, uh, this creature just went, attacked this guy, uh, did some, uh, you know, cut him up a bit, and then, uh, stabbed him in the heart. And then, uh, laid him out like a rug on the bed, if you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, that's how he died. So they think the boil rat did it? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe Rasputin was behind this all along. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. So, like, I want to know, who are the witnesses who saw Boidle Rat with Deadly Nightshade on her? Yeah, we need to, I feel like we can pick this apart if we just press them on. How do, how do they actually know any of this information? Because this was always the weird thing about this case, that there was a warrant before we had even left the building. I agree. I want to press them on that statement. Okay. So, uh... Hold it! Uh, 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 Sparky. Really? I'm doing my job, Elliot. I thought you'd be happy. An earnest smile appears. Fuck! That's what I didn't want! All right. That's my girl. Oh, no! What did he say? He said, that's my girl. Fuck this guy. And takes another sip of water from the... Kyle, uh, Kyle. Oh, my God. Do you remember... <laughs> I messaged you about this. I wanted to retroactively slash his tires before we got into the court. Give me one AP. One AP to slash his tires. All right, he will. His tires will have been slashed. Hell yeah! Oh wait, I have zero AP. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I like to imagine that this means Sparky tried to slash his tires, but didn't bring anything capable of actually punching through the rubber. And just, like, tried to go at them with keys or something for a little bit until giving up. <laughs> she was using her Smackbook Pro. Why won't you slash? That's where Lucas saw her and gave her the thing. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. uh, yeah. He- That's my girl. Um, could you elaborate on when again you appeared on the scene? Uh, wh- when again? Yes, you mentioned that you showed up on the scene because of a warrant. Is that correct? Uh, round 13? Yeah, round 12? What's a warrant? Uh, it's like, it's the thing that lets us do the cool stuff. You know, oh yeah, oh, oh, that thing. Yeah, uh, well, uh, the, uh, warrant, uh, that got signed, uh, let me find the specific part of the fucking night. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, like, uh, 11.20 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, that was at 11.20, and, uh, well, we were already on the scene because there was some, like, uh, terrorist attack or something, <laughs> so, uh, you know, didn't expect to see someone murdered by a, a rat. But so then who uh, murdered by a rat? Elaborate on that, please. Elliot is going to sigh. This objection, please. Uh, Sparky, Sparky. You can't object to me. What? No, uh, Sparky, you do understand that sometimes people will shorten words into shorter words. So by rat, they mean any kind of motions for you to finish the word? Something rat? Boidal rat. Yes. I believe that we may have been misunderstood in our question and can clarify it further. Yes, actually, the child is right, Elliot. You should listen to her more. (laughs) We were not questioning the use of their word rat, but rather wanted them to explain further what led them to this conclusion, what sort of evidence they had in their investigation, that sort of thing. I was using their own words, in fact, to paraphrase back. Uh, roll me convince somebody with books. 
Tom. I want you to, you're trying to reason with uh, Elliot here. Sure, one sec. I Let me get my dice. <laughs> that was a nine. Okay, fine. I'll let the... I'll let the Undertakers answer that, but then I expect no more inquiry into that question. Is that right, Your Honor? And Oset says, yes, that is correct. Why? Objection, that's completely unreasonable. We haven't (laughs) even heard what the evidence is yet. The whole purpose of a trial is to discuss that evidence. The whole purpose of the trial is for me to do a judgment, and you best be on your best behavior, lest that judgment be unfavorable to you. And Laurent said, yeah, okay, uh, well, uh, I, I actually just saw the body, so, but I, I saw, I talked to the witness, yeah, so, uh, and a moment of realization, he looks at you, Kike, well, that guy told us. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you told, uh, you told Ron 13, yeah, you told me how, uh, you were in the hall doing some, uh, some of that, you know, terroristy stuff that we talked about earlier. Terroristy stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. You say it was me, but I, I'll, I'll say there's many lookalikes of me in this place now, unfortunately. Okay, sir. Ho-wink. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this just group of vicious monsters went and just completely tackled you, and then, worse off, this boil rat thing just prances around, leaving all sorts of plants all over the place. Yeah, absolutely! And then, uh, we, uh, cross-referenced the plants and we found they both had deadly nightshades, so yeah! So you're just, as I understand, just for clarification, making a connection between an event that was told by you and comparing it to something that you are just extrapolating. So those are events that you didn't even see, both of them. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Kanaka. That's Dr. Kanaka. It is Dr. Thank you, Sparky. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, Mr. Kanaka, if all crimes were to be seen directly, then we would have no need for this court system. No, we must use empirical evidence. We call that circumstantial, actually. She's right. Regardless, we do have evidence that at the scene of the crime, there was an outline of a skeleton-looking man that was surrounded in plants, including deadly nightshade, as was there an outline of deadly nightshade around the victim's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you check your court record, those are both things that we have evidence of. Yep. So uh, it seems reasonable, unless there were two plant lovers there that evening, just throwing moss and other things throughout the halls of the space scraper that whoever put one one place put them the other place. Multiple people garden, Elliot. It's a very common hobby. Honestly, I, I I say we just cut to the chase and present the deadly nightshade. I want to object. Like, we have video evidence that mm-hmm. under that entry that all deadly nightshade present was in the corner of the room until the body appeared. It also says that Irene cleaned her boidal rat. Yeah. Which, if they say they found it on the boidal rat, but if Irene cleaned the boidal rat, then that is actually incorrect. My only concern is that I can't remember exactly what established that Irene had cleaned the boidal rat, but it's in the court record. It is in the court record. It was just Irene's testimony. It was just Irene's testimony. You don't actually yeah. have evidence for that. Damn it. Mm. But thinking about chaining two things together, but I don't know that it'll work. Do it. All right. 
well, here's the thing. I'd like to present the deadly nightshade as like, well, I reinsess you cleaned it. And then I'm sure they'll be like, well, the killer is lying. At which case I would like to present all of the homework and gold noodle stars that <laughs> Earl passed in to be like, you think a child this fastidious would not clean her boidle rat. That's right. I want to use that as motherfucking evidence. We added it to the court record. Okay. What? Do the, do the objection. Let's play it out. Oh, no. <clears throat> um, objection. We have on our testimony the defendant. She had cleaned her boidle rat of all the deadly nightshade. Hold it now. Are you really trusting the testimony of an accused killer, Sparky Malaki? I regret to inform you that killers also may lie sometimes. Hang on. We also have on the court record an entire history of the defendant's homework book reports and other papers of a very serious nature that adequately, more than adequately, I should say, display the defendant's fastidious nature. Now, do you think, all lying aside, a child displaying this kind of attention to detail, organization, and cleanliness would not clean her boidle rat? Earl is beaming, by the way. He's just <laughs> so happy. I've made one friend. <laughs> it's Earl. Now, now, Sparky, just because somebody did one thing does not mean they do another. Plenty of serial killers were and still are in some cases very productive members of society and- Objection! You are priming people to be more likely to think that I am a worse person because you reference serial killers. This is an unwarranted personal attack on the defendant. It's petty and inappropriate. Every serial killer starts with their first, dear sister. <laughs> In either case, this is hardly any- Yeah, 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 yeah! Ron 12 pipes up. Yeah, that, that, that convinces me. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that is overseer work right there. Someone did that? Let's, we will strike our testimony. Absolutely. Yeah, let's strike it from the record. <laughs> Thus, let it be stricken. And then, um, she does a dramatic scarf thing. I would like to object to this, please. <laughs> and, uh, Oset just stares at him. You dare question your own witness's judgment? <laughs> Not the thing a proper leader would do. It is stricken from the record. Well, fantastic. Sparky, now we have no record and no witnesses. Oh, contraire, mon frere. <laughs> Anybody has to help me. I don't have a follow-up oh, for that. Oh, no. <laughs> Just to make sure I'm reading the situation, Elliot has no further witnesses to call. Not at the moment. <laughs> uh, this, was a, this was a setup for if you want to call a witness, you can. I'm, I'm not sure how aggressively we want to push right now, right now, because Ace Attorney trials have a, a tempo to them. But also, fuck that. I, I care only about winning. I want to question Elliot about what my motive is. 
That's a good call, actually. Let's do that. Well, also, we have we can present at some point Sammy's card. Yeah. That's another big one that we can do. That's definitely a clincher that we have to have, though. Yeah. Honestly, I'm debating between Lucas and Maybelline as what people we call. Well, we can't call Maybelline. We can't call Maybelline. Maybelline is cross state lines. She's fled. We're going we're gonna to cut to Maybelline just on the back of a train. We can't, we can't just be like... All right, we're going to adjourn and resume tomorrow when Detective Gumshoe <laughs> has like spent 12 hours straight hunting down this character. Yes, yes, yes. I, I want everyone to know that I almost put like a big Dual Destiny spoiler in as my background. Oh, no. Oh, I think I know what no. it is. I know what it is. I think Kyle maybe ha- maybe knows about that spoiler, but I'm not sure. So I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I'm probably not going to play those games. God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> It's it's too late now, Hallie. The no. time fast passed. I don't think I'll play. I think I might have even deleted it because I needed space on my Switch. No, fuck you. God damn it. I am coming to your houses and I am playing the Great Ace Attorney for all of you. That is my threat to you for 2023 going into 2024, depending on vacation time. It, the, the details of the case aren't super big. The important thing is that the culprit and the person who asked them for help actually was named Miss Victoria. And you've since found that Maybelline's last name is Victoria. She's definitely not Miss Victoria because Miss Victoria was like an older lady 23 years ago and Maybelline is your age. Yeah. Unless she's found the fountain of youth. It's possible. That's a possibility. It's possible. It's possible. It is possible. It's the sort of thing you'd say like, oh, there's no way she could have found the fountain (laughs) of youth. And then a few months later, it was the fountain of youth all along. You missed all my clues. Is there a PETA for Necromon? I don't know, Emily, but they're probably the, they probably just, Eddie is in charge of PETA now. Would they defend Irene in court? Necromon shouldn't be owned. All Necro cards should be destroyed. Doesn't matter that that actually hurts Necromon. But, uh, must, but he was keeping them trapped. Yeah, but you're Necromon. You've forcefully attached them to your soul. That's not, that's not correct treatment. PETA fucking sucks. They will never defend anyone reasonable, Emily. Well, 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 I know that they suck. I was just, you know, thinking that worst comes to worst, we could bring a Necromon PETA. And- worst comes to worst, you can give me an AP and I will set in, you can bring in Necromon PETA. Call <laughs> it Pika. I kept hearing, save the rutabaga, save the world, save the rutabaga, save the world. And it's been driving me up the wall for all these months. And I can't, oh, I can't. <laughs> What? Closer to protect the rutabaga or the world and protect the rutabaga. God, okay, I'm redoing I, that because I, I don't want to quote. want to steal from heroes directly. That's what I was quoting. So I okay. paraphrased it into protect the rutabaga or the let, world and. Let me just not plagiarize that one <laughs> then. Um, it's just something like uh, protect the rutabaga, protect the world, protect the rutabaga, protect Kelly. protect the rutabaga or the world ends. I mean, to be fair, it sounds more seamless in the way Holly's saying it. Oh, it's definitely much better. I just didn't want to steal from heroes, which is why I changed my phrasing. I want to follow up what Ari said. Ari's little comment, I want to make it that this smells like rubbing alcohol, but completely unrelated. Hospitals do not in this world. (laughs) Oh, no. No. Maybe that's why there's so many ghosts. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, maybe in this world, hospitals are just hospice. Oh, oh no. God. No. Why would you say that? Why? Why? Is this... Why would I say something so brave and so correct? 